Well, it's going to be an all-out war in the 585 tonight at Blue Cross Arena. That's right. Your boys from Banditland Boulevard are back for another preview episode. I think this is week nine of the regular season. The Bandits are 4-1 and one going off <laughs> against their arch rivals in the Rochester Nighthawks, who are 5-0 and zero on the season. Mm. One combined loss between the two teams, and that happened in week one. That shows you how dominant these two teams are. Tony, I'm going to the game. I know you're going to the game. And I know about 500 other Bandit fans going to the game. It is going to be a sea of orange, and it's going to be glorious. How are you doing this fine afternoon on game day? Well, I'm excited as punch right now because of the way that both teams have been so successful so far after five games of play. Uh, obviously, Rochester, like you said, is 5-0, and and the Bandits are 4-1. and So this can determine to see if Rochester gets that two-game lead or we're all squared up at 5-1. and And not only would we be squared up if we win this game, but we would have the tiebreaker over Rochester claiming first place. So that would be mm-hmm. huge if we get this win tonight. Obviously going to go over the key players to go over, but I'm just telling you right now, ever since I went to my first Bandits game in 2007 at the age of six years old, I have hated this Rochester team forever. <laughs> and I, this is going to be my first game in Rochester. I've never actually experienced this, uh, the Banditland outside of Banditland before, so it's going to be fun. I want to see the fields be mowed by the boys in the orange and black. And you guys know what that means for sure, because the number one player to look out for is that guy who we had last year, our old buddy, Connor Fields, 16 goals on the year in five games played. Yeah. He's been red hot lately of, uh, for Rochester. And again, the boys, uh, the defense have got to slow him down. They also got to slow another former bandit. They got to slow down Matt Gilray. Who would have thought uh, that, he would explode this year? Who would have thought? one-two punch with those two guys, I guarantee you guys, they're going to put up a good fight against the boys in orange and black. But again, we have to basically maintain what we've been doing every single year since 2019. Yep. You come out fast, you lock it down, and you shut down their star players. And again, that's what the Bandits have to do defensively. I'm sure Steve Priolo is going through with the guys, telling them, hey, here's what we got to do. Here's who we have to stop. We have to lock it down and let Matt Vince see every shot possible and then go from there. But again, guys, this game is going to be huge for both cities right now. Obviously, we already know, like you said, we are arch rivals with Rochester because they are the hour away. They're like our little brother. They don't want to go away. They want to annoy until you actually slap a little discipline on them. But again, they can put up a better fight and they can win the day. It could go either way. But again, if the Bandits have whatever they have done ever since game one, when they lost the first game of the season, they let it go. They locked it out. They got it out of their mindset, mentality-wise. And here's what they did. Four straight victories. Can we make it five? That's the key that they're going to look into tonight's game. So for the Bandits to do what they do, don't change nothing unless something has gone wrong. And right now, nothing has gone wrong for the last four games. Yes, we've had a couple of nail biters. One was against Georgia, 11-9. and One was against Toronto, 11-8. Right. But then with the breakout scoring that we have, thanks to Josh Byrne and thanks to Dane Smith for finally being a playmaker instead of a goal scorer. Brandon friggin' um, Robinson. Robinson stepped up. Yep. There's other guys that are stepping up. And this is what Johnny T is trying to teach his boys to do. 
the star players are not going to always be there for you. So who wants to be the next hero? And that's one of them that has done that. And that Brandon Robinson is one of them. But again, uh, still waiting on Chris Cloutier to come back. We're still waiting on Chase Fraser to come back. Guys, we have a depth. That's what's dangerous about Buffalo. I don't know how their depth is with Rochester. If you lose one superstar, that could mentally like break down and they could be like, uh-oh, we don't know what to do. Of course you know what to do. Players have to step up and be the next hero. Right. That's what the Robinson brothers have done. And this is something that from Rochester that I haven't seen since around 2012. They have depth. They're not relying mm-hmm. on one guy. They're not relying on that Cody Jameson. They're not relying no. on those other old uh, Nighthawks players that came in, that came through the organization, like Pat McCready, who was amazing mm-hmm. for us, amazing for them. Same with Micah Kersey. Now they have guys like Connor Fields, Holden Katoni, Tommy Hogarth, very, very familiar face, has 11 goals. Ryan Smith, Curtis Knight, and Matt Gilray. Those are six players that are absolutely elite right now and elite this year. Um, absolutely. Still, it still stings a little bit losing Hoagie in that trade, but you know what? You know, you, you can't you can't bring back everyone. But what I like going into this game is, or a, a big question that I have is the defensive outlook of the Bandits. As you remember, mm-hmm. yesterday we saw a breaking news trade alert between the Bandits and I believe it was the Albany Firewolves. That is correct. Where we traded away our, one of our backup players, one of our depth players from the practice squad normally, Thomas Vason, in exchange for Adam Bomb Bomb. Bomberry coming mm-hmm. to the Bandits organization. So we'll see what happens if he's even in the lineup tonight. We'll see. We might be a scratch because he got traded literally yesterday. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, big questions. And you brought up the question last week surrounding guys like uh, guys like, guys like Sweeting, Bryce Sweeting. Mm-hmm. He gets caught flat-footed. Do you think his lack of production at the start of this year led to a trade like that? We'll see. Will they move Sweeting to a transition-type role? and stick Adam Bomberry in the defensive spot. We'll see what happens, but I love the move there by Steve Dietrich. He's playing chess, not checkers. And if Adam Bomberry's in the lineup tonight, he'll be ready to go. Well, we're going to have to wait and see what he can do because obviously what they have done so far, and Albany's only two and two, I believe, so far in the standings. Uh, I could be wrong, but correct yep. me if I am. But I believe if you're Adam right. Yeah. Bomberry comes to a different uh, game style and a mindset for where maybe he can progress his game and defensively become a better defenseman for not only for himself, but for the team he represents, that could be a positive move that what we have done for the trade with Tommy Vason. Now, you know, TV is going off to Albany and he's going to do great things. And we wish he's probably going to be a starter. So it's good for him. Cause he's, he's probably going to be a full-time starter. He could be. And like they said, they have a young team too. So he might be in that lineup and he might do great things with them and God bless him. So we wish you nothing but the best of luck in Albany. Absolutely. But having Adam Bomberry, a well-known name in the bandits organization, Maybe we might see that six-side-handed shot if Bomberry starts to shoot the damn ball. The but lethal again, lefty shot, yep, from mm-hmm. the freaking restraining line. We all remember that one, yep. That was sick because you would never tell – it would be like guessing. It sucks because the goaltenders would be like, we don't know where he's going to shoot. Corner, low foot, uh, five-hole, you name Bounce it. Bounce shot, you, yep. Anything, but – We'll have to wait and see how he does. I mean, honestly, against us, he's played very tough. And we have, you know, we welcome that now that we need a little bit more of that toughness on defense. Now, when you talked about Bryce Sweeting, is it dangerous or is this a red flag saying, hey, we're bringing more guys in, either you step your game or step out? I don't know if that's the case. It could be a warning. It could be these last few games that he's played. 
could be a little dangerous. Maybe this might send him a message saying either step up your game or there, there's a door. A wake-up call for sure. I think definitely Absolutely. could be a uh, red flag. I think it might just be a little, a little warning. Like, listen, if we had to pick up the pieces of the depleted defense right now um, mm-hmm. or the only spot that is a little bit depleted, uh, we, we just we can't let forwards catch you napping anymore. If we need nope. to put you at transition, we'll put you there. Because Bryce Sweeting, he has shown before that he has toughness. He's very strong. And when he clears the ball on an outlet pass – that has potential of being a lethal shot. We've never really seen Absolutely. him shoot the ball. So if you move him to transition, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but we are both going to the game. We'll probably meet up sometime and, uh, oh, yeah. go and you know, come a little video. Yeah, give, give our thoughts maybe around halftime or something like that and post it sure. to the channel, post it to the Spotify. Um, and you know what? I know this from my even my first game. I think my first game I went to was in 07. We lost to Rochester. And ever since then, I never have liked – the Nighthawks whatsoever. And I've been seeing on the Bandits Instagram page and Facebook page, a lot of these Rochester fans that we haven't seen since 2012 are crawling out of the woodwork. They're starting to talk a little bit more. They're starting to talk trash. There's this one guy even on Instagram who made a trash can with a Bandits logo on it as their profile picture because we're living rent-free so much up there. Uh, Mm. You better believe that before that first face-off, it's going to be let's go Bandits chance there's going to be at least 50% of it's going to be bandits mafia. Every time they score a goal, you're going to hear the one, two, we want three or whatever numbers next. You're going to hear all those chants. So if you're going to this game and you're a Rochester fan, it's going to be Leafs Sabres type thing. It's going to be Yankee fans invading Fenway park type of energy. It's going to be something brutal. You really have never really seen before, but now that we've given Rochester and we've kind of been giving them a pat on the back and saying, you know what? They have all this depth. Let's go over our boys real quick and let's give them mm-hmm. a little pick me up. How about sure. this? Josh Byrne, who is absolutely going into this game, scorching hot, white flame, blue flame, whatever you want to call it. He is scorching hot. 13 goals in his last two games in Banditland. And then that game in Georgia, I believe he scored what? Five in Georgia to win that game. 18 to nine, maybe five or six goals. Correct me if I'm wrong. So that's 13 goals in the last two games for Josh Byrne. That's Great right. numbers from him. Dane absolutely. Smith, Dane Smith, who's looking absolutely fantastic. And just the overall depth on this goaltending and the defense, Ian McKay shooting the ball more. And Matt Vince is locking it down in between the pipes every single night. And, I mean, you're seeing guys like Nick Weiss getting scrappy, Brad McCauley dropping the mitts and shooting the ball a lot, Brandon Robinson a big built guy built like an enforcer, but shoots like an attackman who has been on fire as well. Tony, what, what can we say about this offensive depth going into this game against Rochester? Because in my honest opinion, they need to focus on this game more than any other game that they focused on this year, bar none. I believe it to be true too, as well. You better start picking corners and picking, picking weaknesses on this goaltender. Uh, Again, I think if the bandits are to, win this game full on an assault. It's like nonstop. I mean, don't give him a chance to breathe. Don't give this goaltender a chance to reset himself. You pepper him until he cannot stand. I mean, literally make him go white flag. I'm done. I can't, I can't surrender. It's, It's done. So that's what they have to do. They have to basically attack, get their rebounds and then do it again. And then just keep staying in their zone, make the defense stay there longer. Like the last few games, we've had moments where 
Bounces didn't go our way. And every time we think we may have had a chance to break out, it always comes back and they keep shooting more and more. It's like it's getting our defensive tired and our goaltender a little bit weary. We have to do the same thing to Rochester tonight. We got to get in their heads quickly. And also, I don't know if anybody really caught this last week, but Tohoka Nanakoke was shut down. He's going mm-hmm. into this game with a new burst of energy. He wants to get back on that score sheet. He yes, sees he who they're, he sees what city he's playing in. That's enough motivation to have the ability to explode on this team. Tohoka Nanakoke, look out for him uh, to be a breakout player tonight. Brandon Robinson was also shut down last week. Didn't score a goal. Mm-hmm. But yet, the Bandits still scored over 10. They scored 11. That just shows you how great this offensive depth is on this team. We're going to need a big game from the man out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, in the faceoff dot out of Max Adler. I mean, if you win faceoffs, the more faceoffs you win, naturally, the more op- offensive opportunities you get. Let's Absolutely. punch him in the mouth early and as early as possible. If you got to score 20 seconds in, do it. Let them say, hey, I see you're 5-0. and We don't care. We're coming to get you. That's right. You want to be at the top of the mountain. You have to beat the best at the moment. And right now, Rochester's proven they are because they are undefeated. They have no losses this year, and they are going to want to see who's going to be the next one to take them down. Will it be tonight? We'd like to think so, and we want to hope so. So we're going to go out there. We're going to play the best game, like you said. We're going to play the best game of the year. And guys, if you have not witness a Rochester versus Buffalo match tonight would be the night to be glued to your TV. Or if you're going watch every single play because it's going to be an all out war. Oh, it is. I mean, in blue cross arena it used to be called the war, a uh, war Memorial. It's a, that name is so appropriate for this type of game tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the bands and the Nighthawks squaring off. Obviously Adam Bomberry, who is now, they're saying that he's questionable to play tonight. He will wear the number 15, so he'll take over mm-hmm. for Sean Evans' number and formerly Corey Small's number, a good, uh, good buddy of the band. That's a great familiar face there. Questionable yeah. tonight. Also, you'll see that Carter McKenzie, some guys that you really have never really heard much of but have really exploded on the scene, guys like Ethan O'Connor, <clears throat> Carter McKenzie, Dalton Solver, Matt Spanger, Kellen LeClaire doing their thing. And obviously somebody who was actually, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, questionable to play last week, and that was Nathaniel uh, Kozevnikov, who mm-hmm. was questionable. He's also questionable this week. I know he was doing the thing around the uh, elementary schools in Western New York to uh, the thing where they go to the gym classes and stuff and they, they teach them how to play lacrosse. He was there uh, with Tehoka Nanakoke and – I th- believe it was Josh Byrne, I'm pretty sure, was also there. Could um, be possible. He is questionable to play tonight. Somebody who I cannot wait to see back on the uh, on the stat sheet is Frankie Brown. He's still on the PUP list, physically unable yep. to perform. Once he comes back and once Frazier comes back and Kluche comes back, it should be clear who the number one team in the Eastern Conference is in the National Lacrosse League. Uh, but I went into this game thinking, like, they have all this pressure on them. You know what? Last year, it was so fun. That undefeated run was so fun. But there was mm-hmm. always that thought above our heads. You know, when is this going to run out? Or there's no way we can repeat 1993 again. This this some, this thing has to go sometime. And then when we lost that first game, it was like, all right, like the pressure's off. We're going to just focus yeah. on winning the championship now. The Rochester Nighthawks right now have all the pressure in the world surrounding them. Yeah, and absolutely. the Bandits going in this game as underdogs – they're going into this thing with zero pressure whatsoever. They're going to feel as comfortable as possible going into this game. While Rochester has their undefeated streak to worry about, they have their 
first place to worry about. First place to worry about. And yep. it's their right. They have the freaking Buffalo Bandits fans, Bandits Mafia, <laughs> Bandit Land to worry about tonight because we are going to be a problem. And that's yes, going tonight. They got three outlying factors that are going to be surrounding them the whole night. And they can say how many times they want. Oh, we don't think about that stuff. We put it in the back of our mind. It's still there. The Bandits still there. naturally have no pressure going into this game whatsoever. They're just going to play their game. And that's it. That's it. Yep. You can't really uh, basically think about the fact that uh, the bandits are going to be like, well, you know, we're facing the number one team. We're going to be, we might as well put up with some decent fight. No, that's not what they're thinking at all. What they're going is, like you said, they're going to be cool, calm, collective, because why? They got really nothing to lose. And they know that they can beat Rochester. Rochester Nighthawks are are the ones that are uh, like, uh, are we going to go six and oh? Are we going to worry about the, uh, how good our record is or are we going to lose out on first place? How much that orange are we going to see in the stands? How much orange are we going to see in the stands? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking 1,200 fans at least. Oh, a bunch. At least. But Rochester has they – they have to worry about that. They're, everywhere they turn, they're going to see someone wearing an orange shirt. Mm-hmm. Naturally going to happen. They're, we're going to be loud. We're going to be bringing beach balls and doing our chants that we do in Banditland. <laughs> That would be something. Count, counting up the score like we usually do. The BOX chants we saw on Facebook Moff- or Bandits Mafia that – the BOX sign guys are going. The Great Dane, yes, they are. The Great Dane Gang is going to be there. The Great Dane Gang, that's awesome. It's going to be loud. It's going to it's be loud be as sick. ever. Guys, I hope you're all ready for this. This is going to be like the Super Bowl of all sports. If you're not there at Blue Cross at the 585, I'm sorry, but you're going to miss out on a whole lot of fun. But if you do watch it on TV, do just stay glued to your TV set because you're in for a wild ride tonight. Exactly. No, I mean, it's going to be a, a great show and it's just like what an hour and 15 hour and 20 minutes out there. If you're living in Buffalo, that's it. Buy tickets and go. Like I think we're sitting up in section 200s, something like that. Okay. I said, it doesn't really matter where we're sitting. Cause we're, we're going to be sitting around bandits fans naturally going to be sitting around them. So it's, of course you'll see the army green and you'll see the black and you'll see the fans who, by the way, I did go to a, a Rochester Nighthawks game because a good mm. friend of my mom's worked for the Halifax Thunderbirds as one of the <laughs> trainers. So I went to a game in Rochester. I believe it was when we faced against Toronto uh, last year at home, something like that. So I really wanted to go to that game, but I went to the Rochester game instead. Um, they were The Rochester Nighthawks fans were cheering more about free giveaways than the actual play on the field. That shows you how much they really care. And mm-hmm. Rochester Nighthawks fans can talk all the mess they want about what, 2009 or 2000, what, what years did they win it? 2010, 2011, 2012, 2014, something like that. Yep. You, your, your, your big brothers are coming back to town. Let's just say mm-hmm. that. And Connor Fields are not. The family reunion that they don't want to see. <laughs> they, they don't want to see that big brother at the family reunion that they haven't seen in a while. And also, at least like we, the Bandits didn't lose their team to Halifax. Like at least, at least we never relocated to a different city and then had to be brought in with an expansion team again. At least that never happened. We've been here since 1992. We've been in the auditorium and we've been in the HSBC Marine Midland key bank first Niagara. We've been there all the time (laughs) since 1997. We never lost our team. That shows you how much bandits mafia cares about the team. Absolutely. The great city of Buffalo love their teams and love their sports. And I'm telling you guys, the sea of orange and black is heading your way to the 585. Orange and black attack. And I don't know if they're ready for it. I think they know what they saw uh, last December and last February when we played over there in Rochester. They knew right. how loud it was. I knew how loud it was watching on ESPN Plus and listening to the BOX chants. Absolutely insane. 
uh, I, I want it to be a lot more because this game means a lot more than those two games did. And we, it's not like we saw the Rochester Nighthawks in the playoffs last year, but this game could be a preview of a potential Eastern Conference final series. Could be. And you know what? I have to bring this out, uh, the little statistic that we uh, had about last year. Uh, Max Adler had his first career goal in Rochester. So yep. what does that tell you? Maybe we might see another one from him. I he still has that, that 100% shooting percentage. He's only shot one shot on goal, and it was a goal. Yep, still and that got was that. there in a penalty shot. Yep. So, you know, stranger things have happened. You know, former Bandits score on us, it seems like a lot, but it seems like former Nighthawks score against the Nighthawks a lot too. So, hmm. you know what? doesn't even Can matter to me. see Matt Vince score against his own team? That'd be sick. Empty netter <laughs> and for sick. Matt Vince would be the icing, the cherry on top of that, of that <laughs> ice cream sundae right there. That'd be absolutely insane. Uh, but I think we should get into our score predictions tonight because we're yes, both going. I like that. I'm pretty fired up for this game. I'm going to be wearing the orange tuxedo T-shirt to this game with the Great Dane chains around my neck because you know how it is. You know <laughs> how it's going to be. Um, I'm going to say that the Bandits, while I am confident that they're going to win, I think it's going to be close the whole way through. It's going to be a nail-biting game. I'd mm-hmm. say the Bandits win this one 13-11. Hmm. And who would the star player you think would be? I think with five goals, Tehoka Nanticoke will score five oh, goals. Number tonight. one. Yep, number, number one, one on the field, number one in your heart, Tehoka Nanticoke. Oh, boy. Oh, well, after you saying that, now that changed my mind. I really thought, you know what, the Bandits are going to come out and just blow these guys away. I just don't see that happening. But again, it's going to be a close battle. Might be a trap game, might not be. It makes but for a very entertaining game, though. Yes, it will. So I'm going to say Bandits 15, Rochester 12. Nice. 15, 12, 13, 11. We both got the Bandits going 5 and 1 and taking the number one spot in the Eastern Conference through week nine. That would be huge. And then you better believe when Rochester comes back to Buffalo it's going to be even louder. So if Rochester, if you don't like it tonight, it's not going to be much better when you come back to Buffalo and face against us in Banditland. So that's it. I think with that said, we're going to win this game, hopefully, and go five and one, take the Eastern Conference. We're going to be loud and we're going to be proud. We're going to be wearing our orange and black gear. And we're. I think we might even have a shot at overtaking these Nighthawk fans. It might be 75-25 for all we know because this game means yep. so much in the standings. But, hey, guys, uh, just to let you all know, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel that we've had as well uh, because you guys can see us now. And also don't forget to listen in on Spotify.fm to – Always leave a five-star review if you like it too. Always leave your Buffalo Bandits review. So if you guys like what you hear, we'd love to have you on board. Guys, maybe next week, maybe post-game, we will have – Live fans come on and uh, put their inputs as much as we are. So let us know. Yep. Comment below. Give us a uh, you know notification bell whenever we're on. We want you to watch. So let's go, Bandits. And if you like it, like listen to us on Spotify. Leave us a five-star review on Spotify. I think we're at four and a half stars, and we have like 15 reviews. That's pretty damn good, four and a half out of five stars with 15 reviews. So mm-hmm. I think with that said, let's go beat those Nighthawks tonight, Tony. We only got one yep. more sentence to say. What would that sentence sure. be? Let's Let's go go bandits. Let's go. Let's go.